Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I told them it was a, a very poor performance. We're going to scrimmage next week with this same bunch because we didn't tackle well. We didn't, made the wrong checks on uh, defense with the safeties. Uh, we throw an interception for a touchdown. Um, to go three and out the first two series. Terrible punts. So other than that, it's been great. <laughs> other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, Lincoln how yeah. was the play? How was the play, Mike Zimmer? It's great. It's so funny. I love when he do- does that, especially with poor Greg Coleman, who's like, yeah, but team played pretty well, right? No, we were horse bleep. Amazing. Uh, Vikings Entertainment Network just like, Apparently, I didn't hear uh, this portion of it, but apparently... Ben Lieber, when he was doing one of his interviews, like congratulated one of the players on just a tremendous, like a tremendous team year last year. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that tweet. (laughs) Let's pump the brakes a little bit on that homerism. Um, This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, presented by Surly Brewing from the TCL Studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff, our executive producer. And boys... Let's get right into it. This is an old weekly staple from the Mackie and Judd show that we are bringing starting this week and going forward to the end of the year, the weekly pie chart of blame slash praise. And because the Vikings lost. Now on Mackie and Judd. This chart makes it as clear as I can to you. The pie chart of blame. You want to blame somebody? This is where we slice and dice and dole out percentages of blame for Vikings losses or wins for the for the praise side. If they win, we do a praise. If they lose, we do we do a blame. Yep. Um, and so for these preseason games, let's tweak this a little bit. Instead of just like doling out pieces of pie for backup players and third stringers and stuff, let's have this be the pie chart of blame for the sort of big picture uneasy way that everyone feels after the first preseason game. Zimmer feels a little uneasy. I think even though it was all backups, I think fans, a lot of fans are like, ooh, ooh, what was was that, Jake Browning? Um, So we'll go pie chart of blame for the sort of big picture, uneasy way that everyone feels after that first preseason game. Judd, if you could do the honors. I will cut the first piece of pie. And I'm going to keep this pie chart small. So because once we... We get to the season. That's where I like to divvy it up into like eight pieces. You really do. I really do enjoy that. But Mm -hmm. but you know what? This game does not deserve that. This game deserves a very simple, um, let's see, it's going to only be three slices of pie. I'll start at the bottom and work my way up. Players get 10%. 
there were enough players, Colquitt, Dantzler, key backups who had terrible games. So I'm not going to completely allow them off the hook, but because 30-plus players, regulars, did not play, I'm also not going to go crazy about it. Uh, Colquitt, bad, terrible game punting. Dantzler, bad game. Quarterbacks disappointed me with Browning, Mond, not so much. But it, So I'm going to start, and, oh, sorry, Dakota Dozier. So I'm going to start with players. They get a 10% cut. Uh, 30% is going to go to Mike Zimmer and the coaching staff because, you know what, if backups played as poorly as they, they played, you've had training camp. Like, you've had time to work with players, mini camps, yeah. OTAs. So I can't completely allow the coaching staff off the hook despite the fact that the majority of guys who played, they would probably prefer not to play. And lots of these guys are ultimately going to be cut uh, before the season starts. But I'm going to give a 30% piece of pie to really, a, I think, in fairness, a lack of preparation from Zim and the coaching staff to get these guys prepared yeah. to play. On that note, sometimes you know, Mike Zimmer will own stuff sometimes. Like He was pretty, I think, reflective and introspective around the start of the league year, uh, just saying, yeah, we went back to the drawing board and just had a bunch of had a bunch of uh, defensive meetings and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. how can we revamp this thing? But like sometimes he also gets in the it's everyone else's fault. Everyone's an idiot, and I don't know what's happening mode. And that's that's what this feels we're, like. He's like, we're going to I mean, scrimmage. We were, we were missing checks and reads. You can well, a bunch mad. of idiots out here. It's like, well, you're the coach, but yeah, you're the coach, dude. Exactly. Coach them up. Communicate. Final piece of pie goes to the architect of this roster mm-hmm. and the guy who ultimately Rock has a huge role in bringing high. guys in who are then supposed to be coached up GM Rick Spielman um the depth on this team is concerning the the lack of depth moves that that at least in that game were working is concerning and i would say that the most important thing is that you give your coach and coaching staff um a roster of players who at least more than we saw on Saturday afternoon look like they're prepared to play. I'm not saying they're Pro Bowl players. I'm not saying they're great, but they're competent. And what we saw from too many guys on Saturday was incompetent play. So 60% to Spielman, 30% to Zim and his coaching staff, and 10% to the players who I did expect more from. Yeah. All right. And I like the the preseason pie chart for you. You're not going to go seven or eight slices. You're just going to pull. You're hmm. going to pull your knife after three slices. Yeah, right. Big, Rest, make big sure that knife slices. Is up. Big slice. <laughs> Who was it? Was it um, Yogi Berra that was asked one time, Mister Berra, do you want your pizza cut into eight <laughs> yes. slices or six? And he said, "Better make it six. I'm not sure if I can eat eight. eight yes. Yogi. The Rock knows how you feel that was about Yogi pie. Berra. All right, here's my pie chart of blame. Again, mm-hmm. this is for the the uneasy way that people feel after that just debacle on Saturday. Mike, Mike Zimmer sort of being the front man for anxiety after the first few weeks of training camp here. So 60%, this is where my pie chart's a little bit different than yours because I'm giving 60% of the blame to just 31 players being out. I think it's easy to look at that game and say, oh my God, what a disaster, right? Like all these terrible things are happening, but... Most of the guys that you saw getting their asses kicked against the Broncos aren't going to actually play in a regular season game to start the season for the Vikings. So the Vikings have good starters on paper, elite starters in some cases, Justin Jefferson, Daniil Hunter, right? They've got some really good players across the board as starters. And if the Viking starters would have lined up against the Broncos starters, the Vikings win that game by 10 or more points because the Broncos just aren't that good of a team. I think I don't think they're a train wreck team, but they're just... Yeah, I like you know, them. I like them. They're not a playoff team, though. 
Unless you disagree. Maybe you think the Broncos are not in that division. I think they have some nice players. Um, I've got, I've got. sorry, Dex, some concerns about their quarterback play. Okay. Well, they're basically just leaving it open for uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers in 2022. Or Kirk Cousins. Um, and so I think I just want to, you know, the, the 31 yeah. best Vikings players you. sat out that game, and it's not an accurate reflection of what that game would have looked like by any means. So 60% to the best players not being on the field. But let's get to the other 40%. Mm-hmm. I got three more pieces of pie here. 20% for Rick Spielman's weird obsession with Dakota Dozier. Again, I'm not blaming him entirely for everything that happened in that game, but I'm saying like the angst that we feel is in part due to Dakota Dozier is out there one ankle tweak away. If you're Ole Udo and you tweak an ankle in practice, as of right now, your direct backup, is a guy that had one of the worst PFF grades of the weekend, any position, playing against backups. <laughs> Dakota Dozier is a veteran offensive lineman who's been in the league for a number of years, and he was a disaster against Denver's backups in that game. Uh-huh. Why was he allowed to come back in the first place? He was a free agent. He was, he was free. Just go, just go somewhere else. Literally, there's so so many teams. Fly, fly away, go, just, go, just go play somewhere else. It's great. Thank you for be a Packer. Just being a nice guy. I'm sure, but like, literally, go play anywhere else. And the Vikings yeah. were like, "Well, I mean, that's what he knows the system. He knows the system, and <laughs> it's just fire you guys who know this. <laughs> Anyone under the age of forty will not get that. But you're welcome for those of you that know Fire Marshal Bill. So, like, what was, like, we, we, we've talked about this. We've foreshadowed this for weeks and weeks and weeks and months. Like, don't even give yourself the option right. to put him near the starting rotation of offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And now I do think um, Wyatt Davis, although he was terrible the first few plays and got forklifted into Jake Browning, like, the body of work, it's possible Wyatt Davis has jumped over Dakota Doja now going forward, hopefully. But like what like like I'm talking about the angst we feel about this team right now and the offensive line, a lot of it is because Dakota Dozier is allowed to be this close to a starting role still. It doesn't make any but sense. But you shouldn't have to say it's possible. Like that's a ridiculous thing to have to say. It's possible. It should be a given. It th- this is one of the great Dude. mysteries. When I die, if I go upstairs, it's one of my first questions to God. What about that Dakota Dozier obsession down there on Earth with the Vikings? Maybe God can tell me. Well, before I get to my next uh, piece of pie here, I mean, it's kind of, what the what the Vikings are doing with their offensive line, uh, the backups there. It's it's kind of a lottery, right? And that's where we talk about the Minnesota State Lottery, a new partner here of us on Purple Daily. Um, it's game time with the new Vikings scratch games from Minnesota Lottery here. Play, and you could win up to $100,000 with their new $5 game and score great second-chance prizes like Vikings tickets and merchandise. There's also a $2 skull game nice. with a top prize of $15,000. If you're a big fan and ready for some big fun, then get pumped and say, I'm in to Vikings scratch games from the Minnesota Lottery. It must be 18 or older to play. So... There's a consolation prize. Welcome if aboard. Cut, if you get cut from the Vikings because you're not good enough, you could always win $100,000 playing the Vikings scratch games. It'd be great. All right. Here's my next piece of pie. What else the Rock have? knows how you feel about pie. Okay. 10% to Mike Zimmer himself making everybody else anxious. Okay? I think instead of being sort of the calm, 
centerpiece of the you know, all right, some things are going off the rails. I'm going to be the steady force, the hand that guides this ship. I'm going to be, you know, Phil Jackson sitting on the bench, allowing my team to work through because I have confidence in them. Mike Zimmer's the guy that comes in and he's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Did you see how bad the punter was? Oh my God. Like he's, he, he, that's like why we're he buddies. Makes, I think he makes everybody that's why else we bond. Because we both, <laughs> we both like to sound that alarm as quickly as possible. Like he doesn't make it better, right? He doesn't like, okay, so there's a setback with Christian Derisaw. Thought they had the injury fixed back in January. Turns out it's still lingering. And instead of him coming in and saying, you know what? Uh, we think Christian's a really talented player. We're going to give him some time to work through this. A little bit of a setback, but we really like the guy that he could be. Mike Zimmer comes out and he's like, I don't know. I was told this was fixed in January. This was not something we yes. expected. That's right. I don't know what we're going to do at this point. Oh, my God. Jumps off a cliff. Like Rashad Hill you know. has to start. <laughs> I will grab hands with Mike and go right <laughs> off that cliff, too. But he's like, he's ripping the punter. He's ripping the all of his backups. Stuck. He's withholding information Here, and being cryptic about Kellen Mond's lack of yeah. pass attempts in the third and fourth quarter. Like He makes it worse yeah. by escalating and pouring gas on this stuff. Here's, so he my, here's my guess. My guess is at, at the end of last season, he told them we need a new punter. And they got Cole quit to take a pay cut and said, no, we're bringing him back with a pay cut, Mike. And Mike's like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, it's going to work out great. And Cole quit has a bad game, first game. And he's like, see, I told you guys. And yes, he then makes it worse. Because then he's like, you see, should have listened to me. Yeah. I think you're probably right. He, Mike Zimmer is very transparent in the way. And also, like, like to that him. side, he, um, you know, the things he said about Jake Browning last week, just what a great leader he is. He's a, he's a quote, get it done guy in the, in the fourth yes. quarter, these <laughs> two minute drills. He's a get, Jake Browning, who's never played a regular season snap in the NFL, is a get it done guy, but he's in practice. That is an indirect, if not slightly direct shot at Kirk, right? Like, Zimmer can't help himself. It's direct. Zimmer has it's never said anything like that no. about Kirk. Has he ever called Kirk a great leader or a get-it-done guy? He's never, he never talks about the Kirk. Last time, Certainly not in that way. The last time that Mike gave a quote about a quarterback that was that complimentary was almost certainly Teddy. Teddy, yeah. So just think about that. Do you really think he likes Jake Browning as much as basically his son, Teddy? Yeah. It's a complete like, like, shot at Kirk. Like Kirk is kind of a you know he's kind of a nervous guy he's, he needs everything kind of situated and perfect and and Zimmer's coming in here just being like God his backup is amazing God the guys just the guys will die in a hill for his backup yep. oh, and for man. him and he for doesn't, him doesn't nah. make it better <laughs> he doesn't do it like and I'm very critical of Kirk and I've got another piece of pie here um, but like Zimmer doesn't make it better Zimmer doesn't mm-hmm. make that relationship better he doesn't he doesn't make the Darisaw thing better so all right. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. And my last piece of pie, and a lot of listeners are going to hate this, and that's okay, because sometimes we feed you the medicine that you need as a Vikings fan with the mission statement of, we want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. And so there are things that you need to, there are paths you need to go down to win a Super Bowl. And so my last piece of pie is 10% of the angst can be tied directly to Rick Spielman deciding to pay a good quarterback, great quarterback money. This is how you wind up with major depth issues. I mean, we're sitting here. I mean, the, now I will say they did a great job of filling holes. They didn't fill all the holes. They filled some holes, mostly on defense. But we're sitting here a month before the regular season, and the Vikings plan offensively with the offensive line is praying for either Ole Udo and or two rookies to fix it all. Or Rashad Hill. Yes. Like Rashad Hill, Ole Udo, and two rookies. 
if, 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 if the fixes don't come from that collection of four players, this offensive line is going to be worse than it was last year. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's a gamble. It's a gamble, and it's and it's and, and Kirk as as solid as he can be. Sometimes he's not good enough to overcome deficiencies like that, and you and you wind up with those deficiencies. Even though a lot of you think the cap is fake and it's a myth, like <laughs> it's not. It's not. This is how you wind up with praying that the third round pick Wyatt Davis can just be amazing all off season and be your starting right guard. What if he's not? Well, Ole Udo will step in. He's played thirty snaps well, in the NFL, like, and he's never I'm rooting for him, and he's but, never played guard before. And by the way, I'm rooting for his success. Why didn't he play? Like, why was why was a guy who has, as far as I, I know, in this league, never played a snap at guard, just converted from tackle? Why was he treated like the rest of the starters? I'd want that guy to get as much work as possible. And if he gets hurt, he gets yeah. hurt. Like, I think it's not Dalvin where you're like, oh my god, why'd you play him? Yeah, you and I kind of talked about this in the uh, Sunday morning recap episode, but. I think you know clearly they've had this discussion. I'm sure they sat there, the offensive line coaches, and like I'm, I'm sure, and Clint Kubiak and Zimmer, maybe Zimmer. It was an offensive meeting, so Zimmer might have just gotten the recap later. But <laughs> he was at but McDonald's, like they're probably just saying, King. is it more? <laughs> is I, it more I'm valuable? BK, guys, I'll see you later. Give me a recap of that offensive meeting. <laughs> uh, but Zimmer's probably sitting there thinking, or the offensive coaches are sitting there. All right, is it more valuable for Udo to play? I don't know, like a hundred preseason snaps and get some more experience, or is it just more valuable for him to be healthy with no, like a zero percent chance of him, you know, getting rolled up on or something? It kind of shows you how much they think of him compared to Dozier and Wyatt Davis now. So maybe it's a good sign. Maybe like the fact that they're sitting him out, I don't trust. Means them. they've seen so much in practice. Which is why I don't trust like him them. that much. They're not good enough at developing talent on the line for me. To be like, you're probably right. That's my problem with yeah. them. Don't trust them. That's yeah. That is yeah. And that is another thing. It's Can't like, trust them. They decided the the area that they've had the most problems developing guys. They developed Brian O'Neill, and that's great. But the area they've had the most problems developing guys, they're they're literally relying on developing guys to fix the problem instead of the opposite, which is maybe they could have devoted draft capital to defense and signed established players along the offensive line, yeah. carve out some more room for Joe Tooney, who might have signed with Kansas City anyways. But I'm just saying, like, this is the spot that they're in because they've got the third highest cap hit at that position. This is what happens. Before Dex goes, can you guys imagine the conversation that took place at some point before that game last week with the coaching staff and probably Rick Spielman? And they actually sat down and said, Okay, Udo's not playing. We're set there. We're very confident. And somebody probably said, yeah, okay, Wyatt Davis is going to start and play a ton. Great idea. Who said, oh, no, 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 au contraire, au contraire, Dakota Dozier is going to start, and we need to see him at right guard. As if being horse bleep at left guard. Oh, but look at right guard. He's great. And you know what that caused me to do Saturday night, Friday night as well, and then yesterday? It caused me to break into my surly. It caused me to break into my surly brewing. And I'm going to tell you right now, furious on tap, but I also went, Coffee bender, and then last night for just a little bit, of, for a little bit less, but but an ode to what the purple did. I went surly hell because watching Dakota Dozier made me feel like I was in hell and surly hell. It's a good beer. So hey, real quick before yeah. you give us the tagline on this discussion, yeah. yeah, yeah, between between like noon on Friday and when you went to bed last night, yep. How many surlies would you say you had over the weekend? A bunch on Friday six. Uh, uh, three-day period, probably nine or ten. 
But the hell is lighter. Yeah, yeah baby. The hell is lighter. <laughs> Who got the point? Write that down. Phil Mackey. Oh, okay. Right yeah, stop it was the store. I think I said at least nine. You I think I said at least nine. nine. It, it was so nine or ten for sure because I stopped for Furious on Friday <laughs> night at the liquor store. And then, and I, or no, no, I got Furious and Hell. And then I yep. drank a bunch of the Furious on Friday. I think I had a couple more on Saturday night. And nice. then Hell's really good. Hell's good. It's light. And it's lighter. Yep. But I mean, again, it does it does basically tell the story of what I saw on Saturday. I had a great Supreme on Target Field yesterday. Oh, it was delicious. it's good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Good so stuff. anyway, surely Furious is Minnesota's favorite IPA. Furious is the beer that helped put Minnesota craft beer scene on the map. You do enough settling in life. Crack open a Surly Furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Do what I do. Get Surly. Oh, my gosh. Who lives in that cabin? What's wrong with their lakeshore? Look at all those weeds. Ugh, that is the worst cabin on the lake. Don't be such a busybody. Excuse me? They must not know about Aquaside. Is that what we use? Yep. Just one application of Aquaside each spring keeps our lakeshore weed-free. Don't be that cabin this summer on your lake. Eliminate lake weeds this summer with Aquaside pellets. I should tell them about Aquaside. Oh, now who's the busybody? Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Yeah, all right, Declan, your pie charts. Oh, just to, to recap mine there, 60% of it, 31 players sitting out. Let's all calm down. Vikings have good starters. 20% Rick Spielman's weird obsession with Dakota Dozier. 10% Mike Zimmer making everyone else feel anxious. And 10% paying a good quarterback great money leads to lack of depth. Declan? All right, my pie chart. I had the same amount of pie that Judd had. I have a 60-30-10 split. So actually, I'll go to the top and then work my way to the bottom. Uh... 60% of this pie goes to assumptions, goes to assumptions of preseason football and just getting way too hyped up. So obviously the offensive line, they had mostly their backups there, but we also had assumptions that Christian Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis were going to step in. The line will be fine. Everything will be good. Well, that's probably not going to be the case. Um, you draft a lot of rookies, and rookies show up in training camp, and they look great in practice. Kanae Wangu looked good, and then he got hurt. Amir Smith-Marset dropped a pass in the first series. Um, just assumptions that you think everything is going to go well and you get excited for this preseason hype, and then you fall on your face with backups. And again, yeah, it's a meaningless game. I get that. But still, I think we get trapped in assumptions, especially with football, because there's such that long off period where it's the draft and the offseason and minicamp and training camp. So then once you finally see a game for the first time in basically almost nine months, you're ready for it to be fixed. And hey, it's preseason. Everyone calm down. But there are assumptions that go to that. So 60% of my pie to that. Uh, 30, so basically, yeah. it's 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 our fault, basically, yeah. for... Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Fans fault, our fault, fans' fault, people's fault, assumptions yep. on, on that preseason loss. Just 60%. The biggest chunk of the pie goes there, in my opinion. Yeah, because we're always projecting with all these guys, what's the best-case scenario for all of these draft picks? But that's not realistic, you know? Like, right. you can't just say, oh, all right, so they drafted an offensive lineman here and another one there and a really fast running back there, and therefore all these problems have been solved. Well, one guy's going to be a bust. One guy might get hurt. One guy might pan out. That's how the draft works. So, yeah, that's assuming best case scenario is sometimes our uh, our flaw. And then looking back on 
forward thinking, not just at that preseason game, but just 30% of my pie going to the neglection of the offensive line. And a little bit, again, maybe you can dabble some assumptions in here, but you drafted Derrissaw and Wyatt Davis thinking that that was going to be the case. It's not. Now you have Dakota Dozier one play away. The rookie Wyatt Davis, who you thought was going to be the starting guard, looks like he's third on the depth chart. Uh, the neglection of the offensive line and not going out and tr- figuring out a way to get Joe Tooney and just saying, hey, we have Brian O'Neill and we have Garrett Bradbury. Everything will be fine. We'll fix this line. We'll get Christian Derrissaw. And now all of a sudden, this you could make a serious case the offensive line actually is worse on paper than it was in 2020. I will say, like, if Derrissaw, and these are some big ifs, like, if he can recover quickly here in the next few weeks, I don't think there's any way he plays in week one because he's going to miss all this practice. But if, if he can get back in the mix to start, like, week four, week five, week three, four, five, Wyatt Davis is interesting in that he played well against backups after the first disaster series, but they also have looked at him all off season and have said, yeah, you're you're going to run with the twos and the threes. They haven't seen enough of him all off season to say you're competing for a starting right guard spot. And it's not like he's competing against Steve Hutchinson in his prime here. Okay, like in a battle against Oli Udo and, and Dakota Dozier, they've put Wyatt Davis well pretty far down. So, but starting today in practice, he needs to he needs to. This is not an option. Be second team. Uh, the thing with the Vikings is I don't trust them. I don't know that they know offensive line-wise at times what they're looking at. Not across the board, but, I mean, interior, there's a case. Why was Ezra Cleveland on the bench so long last year? Drew Samia was terrible. Um, so so today, this is why I think the experience that they got in that first preseason game is valuable because today you can say, Wyatt Davis, you're not starting but your second team and Dakota Dozier, you're probably gone. Uh, this is why I like the idea of taking so many guys who have jobs essentially locked up and saying, don't worry about playing. We're going to find out about the rest of these guys. Wyatt Davis now deserves to be very clearly second team. Mm-hmm. So just do it. All right, Dex. And then my final chunk of pie, just 10% uh, to the backup quarterback option. Um, you know, I, I know Kellen Mond was always going to be a project. I think maybe when the, the moment he got drafted, I think it was maybe we had a little assumption that, He's going to be backup. Kirk could be the primary backup. And then we kind of did more scouting and people came out and said, hey, this is actually going to take a while. He's got a hitch in his throw. Yeah, he was prolific at Texas A&M, but it's going to be a long-term play here. So instead of going out and trying to find maybe a veteran backup that I know Judd has been harping on for the, for the majority of the season, you're now going to roll with Jake Browning. And that is a dangerous place to be uh, because I do think you need an actual viable backup quarterback option behind Kirk if he's one play away with this offensive line of having Jake Browning start. Um, or same thing with the COVID protocols, your neglection of the backup option to Kirk is definitely going to be rippable. So 10% of my pie to that. So a, so as a whole, 60% to assumptions, 30% to the offensive line, 10% to the backup quarterback dilemma. And Mond, and I do not say this as a panic move, and I am not criticizing the Vikings one bit. Kellen Mond, in my opinion, should not and cannot play this year. It should be a learning year. It should be a year to get uh, practice reps. It should be yeah. a year to be to be around the pro game. But there was nothing I saw in that preseason game that tells me he's prepared to play yet. Because I'll come back to this. As a third-round pick, if you force him in, if you have to, if, if you're like, Jake Browning stinks, so we're just going to play Mond, you run a big risk of ruining Mond. And there is no reason, there's no excuse to do that. Give him the chance to learn. These exhibition games are great. That's fine. But if you have to plug this guy in in, I don't know, week five or something like that, 
I can tell you right now, it's going to be a disaster. He's not prepared yet. They know that. They've seen it. So Dex is right. Go out and find somebody that can run the game. Worst case, if Kirk gets yep, hurt. The other thing, COVID. too, my, Mike Zimmer talked after the game, too, just about Mond is he's he's too quiet right now. I mean, he's a rookie. So, like, you know, the expectations Did on him are. response? No. He's like, I don't think I'm that quiet. <laughs> Mon's like, yeah, I mean, what's he talking about? We're not in the huddle, I guess. It's hard to, it's hard to. <laughs> That's know what Mon sure. said. Though. Like, He's like, I thought I was fine. Do you think Mike Zimmer is hanging around the backup quarterbacks enough to have any idea really who's vocal and who's not? <laughs> That's my question. I think Mike knows that. I think Mike knows that if Kellamon develops into a successful starter, he won't be, be here to see it. So I don't think which that is too, which is too bad because why, you know why would he not? And this is a rhetorical question, but why would he not want to take? a personal interest in developing Mond for life after Kirk. Like it, it, Zimmer is a hundred percent tied to this season right now. Correct. If he were to, if he were to, with his bosses become more open with like, all right, I may not be Andy Reed quarterback guru here, but I've studied enough of how to beat quarterbacks. Like I can give him some insight and I can talk to him about leadership. Like Mike Zimmer knows what he wants in a leader on defense. He knows how to stop quarterbacks. Yeah. Can't some of that translate to him putting an armor on Kellen Mond. It doesn't seem and, to uh, you know, diving into some uh, teaching questions or, or teaching I know what you're saying, but it doesn't seem to. It seems like it's, it's I don't like QBs. I'm trying to stop <laughs> them. That's my life's work. Uh, and and if if Kirk bleeping Cousins does not, not win, my life's work is going to have to go elsewhere, and I'm probably going to be a DC again in 2022. That's yeah. how it and- comes off to me. And I didn't think Mond looked lost or anything. I, th- I think it, the, the game looked like it was pretty fast for him, and yes. it looked like he was moving off reads pretty quick to to run the ball. Yes. Um. And it, and he looks and he looks as advertised a little rigid. He just looks a little little stiff. And mm-hmm. there were some good moments. He ran for a couple first downs. And um. Again, it wasn't a disaster. But it, I didn't watch that game and think, oh my god, he's ready to he's ready to rock yeah. right now. Like first line of defense is the backup quarterback. Mm-mm. So there we go. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. Those are our pie charts of blame for sort of the big picture of how everyone feels a little angsty, led by Mike Zimmer. He's no Justin Fields, boys. He's no Justin he looks Fields. Good, apparently, in this is going to haunt the Vikings until unless he's a bust, which I don't think he's going to be. This is going to haunt them every day until it's done, and that's a long time I'm, from now. Again, I I think Justin Fields. I'm, if I had to. If I had to like bet my life, like I think he's going to pan out. It's the Chicago Bears. Yep, they always find a way to screw up quarterbacks. I know. And let's not over. People are sending around that clip of like, look at this touchdown. Okay, literally anyone could have thrown that touchdown pass he threw in that game on Saturday or whatever day it was. <laughs> it's like, a long there was time. Nobody just, within thirty yards. I'm of that just receiver, saying it right? has the potential to haunt them a lot. Yeah, because everybody knows that they tried to tra- trade up, and the one team or the teams that you don't want to jump you and, and get the QB that you like are your division opponents. Yeah. Just saying. Um, we're going to get to uh, what's stuck in Judd's cry here. Surly, you must be furious in a second, but a quick word. So I got to tell you guys, I was, um, it was like 90 degrees out in the Rocky mountains for this vacation. And we went on a couple, like four or five mile hikes with like 2000 feet elevation. Like we were getting after it. It was super fun. Right. And so the morning before our first hike, I was looking down at my bag and my luggage. I said, I had, I had one pair of sort of athletic boxer briefs, and then I had a pair of chill boys. Chill boys like the sort of the form-fitting chill boys. Oh, the right? form-fitting ones. Like, Declan loves yep. those. And, and I have not dabbled like through like exercise and hiking. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yep. Best decision of my life. 
The rest of me was kind of hot at times. Uh-huh. You know, I had to put some sunscreen on the sure. bald head. <laughs> Woo. The main regions, though, were feeling great thanks to a Minnesota-based company, Chillboys and Chillboys.com. One word from each of you to describe how Chillboys have made you feel over the weekend. Oh, cool. Just cool. That's my word. Mm. Comfortable and cool. Collected. I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off Judd. Collected's collected. Good. It was nice and collected. It was calm yeah. for me. Yeah. Cool. You know calm, what? Collected. Collected. But Phil, you're you're right. The best the best part is when you are in an environment where ordinarily it might get a little bit uncomfortable, bunched up and hot. And chill boys, it never does. It's amazing. Yeah. Chill boys, passionate about one thing, your comfort. Get yours at chillboys.com. Uh also this weekend, Brainerd International Raceway. Um just an absolute blast, by the way. Brainerd International Raceway is uh, is holding the NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals. Every ticket comes with a pit pass, so fans can meet with racers, watch them at nearly 330 miles an hour. Think about that. <laughs> and uh, you can get on-the-spot autographs. Just a, it's a blast for families and kids. Find out more information about tickets and camping packages to watch the NHRA Lucas Oil Nationals at Brainerd International Raceway, B-I-R-M, uh, sorry, B-I-R-M-N.com, B-I-R-M-N. A lot of speed. Lots so of speed. speed. All right, Surly, you must be furious about something. Every single week, this is our chance to give Judd Zolgad a chance to uh, rant and rave about something that is stuck in his craw, Vikings or NFL-related. So, Surly, you must be furious, Judd Zolgad. All right, I'm going to go back to the Vikings, and I'm going to go back to the offensive line, and I'm going to give one Final and hopefully this is it because hopefully he's just cut and he might be a great guy like Phil said he might be the greatest guy on the face of the earth I don't know and perhaps he can find um, a life's assignment that will fulfill him but surly I must be furious and in fact I'm often driven to drink surly furiouses because of what's going on at right guard with the Vikings uh, Drew Samia might be fine we don't know yet but they're going to take another chance. They're going to take, or I'm sorry, Oli Udo, because Drew Samia was bad. But Dakota Dozier is an absolute train wreck there. And whomever on the Vikings feels that they need to continue to see Dakota Dozier playing week after week, month after month. Oh, he's a free agent. Should we sign him? No. Yeah, let's sign him to a new contract. Let's bring him back. It's a great idea. He's great in what? The locker room? What are you people thinking and doing? And and here's the thing that I don't get. You used a third-round pick, which is a high draft pick, on Wyatt Davis. And you are standing in the way of his progress because somebody at TCO Performance Center continues to say, but what about Dakota? We got to play Dakota. No, you don't. Send him to Dakota. North Dakota, South Dakota, I don't care where he goes. The uh, Vikings, North Dakota is, an, is now a sponsor of Vikings. Yeah. I saw that. Apparently. I yeah. saw that. Yes, what? and that's yeah. great. That's They're not fair. our friends. That's, that's, no, you know what? That, that's fantastic. In fact, maybe, maybe keep Dakota Dozier on the payroll, put him in a suit and tie, and have him be your liaison in North Dakota. How about that? Going through at watch parties or something. Just get him off the field. Give Wyatt Davis a chance. If you need to play Ole, that's fine too. But I am, I'm always looking for a reason, okay, to drink Surly and, in particular, Surly Furious, as you guys know. But I would prefer it not be from the angst of having to watch Dakota Dozier ever again play guard, left or right, for the Vikings. Okay, so 
just to put a bow on this. And now I'm done, but I mean, I, no, I, just, no, I can't not Judd, do this. Stop. Just to put a bow on this. Yeah. All right. So there were 312 <laughs> qualified offensive linemen that played at least 20% of the snaps in the first preseason week. Okay. Yep. 312. Dakota Dozier ranked 312. <laughs> yeah. Dead last grade out of all offensive linemen that played in the first preseason week. Think about that. Like, dude, is the worst offensive lineman in the NFL, and yep. they continue to run him out there for what reason? Also, Jake Browning is trying to win a backup spot, right? He's playing with backups. Like, Do- Dozier is shipwrecking his chances to perform at a high level. Yeah, I heard. As a backup. So... It's amazing, man. I was I was kind of surprised when I saw this. Uh, there's a couple other Vikings on this list, and Drew Samia is also Drew Samia was like, I think he's like 300th or something. Cool. Uh, I saw him on here. Yeah, 241, 241. Drew Samia. So, whew. that's fun. All we are saying is give Oli a chance. <laughs> give Oli a chance. <laughs> uh, Surly Judd must be furious. That's mm. Judd's uh, Monday rant here. So all we want is a Vikings championship before we all die here, and that's why we're a little cantankerous on this Monday. But that's a wrap on Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. We'll see you guys tomorrow. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.